Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now this week I am starting to plan for the winter infrastructure projects. What I mean by that, during the winter when everything's quiet and dormant, I feel there's a lot of chance that we can get on and do our infrastructure projects, building beds, building paths and so on. But I like to think about it beforehand and start making our plans. And I want to talk to you about my plans for this winter. That'll be coming up a little bit later on, but before that, let's have the first diary update. It is the 27th of August 2022. It's a Saturday and it is the beginning of a three-day weekend. The summer bank holiday at long last has come round which means, yeah, an extra day off work here in the UK. Although I'm sure there are some people that still have to work. Now I'm down on the allotment and this is starting off the weekend quite nicely. I've come down here to tackle a few tasks. Now the first thing I have noticed, a few weeks ago we sowed some field beans in the beds where beans were growing before and potatoes are going to grow next year. Two of these beds I've sown field beans in. Now the field beans have now started to germinate and in particular one bed I can see there's a lot more growth than the other bed. So I found that quite interesting. But what I'm pleased is that these field beans are now just starting to grow and they're going to keep growing and hopefully more will germinate as we go over the next few weeks. And that's going to be great because that's going to add all that nitrogen into the ground ready for potatoes next year. As well as actors, weed suppressant, etc, etc. Don't need to talk much about green manures. I've gone about it quite extensively in the past. Now after that, I did weed out the asparagus bed. And I've got to say, the weeds there... Since I've been using a seaweed mulch, the weeds are coming out much easier. They don't seem as strong and it is still a battle, but it definitely does notice the difference since using a seaweed mulch. What I'm going to be doing, about once a week we take a walk on the beach anyway. Every time we do that, any seaweed that I find has washed up on the, the side, I pick up. Not a huge amount, just a little bit at a time. And then I just place that over the asparagus bed each and every time. And uh, yeah, I, I think the asparagus this year has definitely benefited from it. So it's definitely something I think worth doing. Now the other reason I was weeding out this asparagus bed is next to it I planted an apple tree quite early on when I first took on this allotment, so going back many years ago. Now this apple tree, unfortunately for some weird reason, and it's got worse in the last year, has leant over so it's almost horizontal with the ground. I think when it is dormant throughout the winter months I've got to dig it up and try and straighten it. I did have supports in there which I took out for some reason, but I think I need to do it again. I'm not quite sure what's gone on underground. We do get moles and we do get rats, so I don't know if they've tunnelled underneath and caused it to go over. I'm not sure. But the main thing with this apple tree is that the apples on it are ready, and I've harvested quite a few apples. Now, when I harvest the apples, what I like to do is have three buckets with me. Any windfalls that are do seem to be okay I throw in one bucket along with any windfalls or anything that has got marks or bites in it those windfall bucket I will take home give them a good wash any that are usable for human use for our use we will use straight away any that are bitten into or eaten or anything like that we give to the chickens 
In a second bucket, any apples that are basically a bit rotten and no good, I throw in that bucket and then throw on the compost heap to create compost. And the third bucket, of course, is for apples for us. Now, what I like to do with these apples when it comes to harvesting, they come straight off a tree. I go around pretty much every single apple, just cup the apple in my hand and twist it. If it comes away from the tree easily, I know that that apple is ready. It goes in a bucket to take home and we will eat. So I've gone over every single apple on this tree, harvested what we had, and I'm quite happy with the amount of apples I've got today. There will be more coming along in a not too distant future as well. So yeah, definitely apple season is upon us. I did go and check my other apple tree, which is my Kingston Black, a cider variety, but unfortunately there's no apples on that. So that's gonna be um, not good enough for this year. I might actually move that tree as well at some point. Um, that'll be discussed later on in this podcast. Now then I went over to the sweet corn bed and I noticed that on a few of the sweet corn cobs, the tassels had gone brown and either blown off and disappeared, which tells me that the sweet corn is showing signs that it's ready. What I also then do is just peel back the husk to expose the sweet corn and I pierce the sweet corn with my thumbnail. And if you get a creamy, milky liquid come out, you know it's ready. Any that are ready, I then harvest. And what I've got to do is rush home and get those in a pan of water straight away. Pan of hot water, that is. Otherwise, the sugars in the sweet corn turn to starch, and that can happen pretty quick. You've got about an hour to do that in. So that's a rush, rush, rush home job, to say the least. Now, because winter is fast approaching and I always like to be prepared for the winter and try and think about what jobs I want to tackle throughout the winter months, particularly infrastructure jobs. So we're going to start this week off with what I plan to do on the allotment over the winter. We're going to start my winter plans with the allotment. Now I'm going to start off by giving a bit of an explanation about my allotment. So my allotment is actually two half plots, but they're two half plots of the same plot. What I mean by that is I took on originally 128B about seven years ago, and then 128A became available, and I took that one on as well. But I've kept them as two half plots because I get, um, I'm allowed two greenhouses per plot, and if I got two half plots, effectively, I could have four greenhouses. I'm probably not going to have four greenhouses, but it's just keeping my options open a bit more by keeping it in two halves. That's just an example of one of the rules that I can do on this plot. Now talking of greenhouses, one of my winter plans that I plan to do, and this is going to go on the bottom half of the plot, one to eight B, is set up this second greenhouse, which I'm hoping to do quite soon. I'm just waiting for everything to fall into place. We've got Grandad's Greenhouse already down here, and that has been a fantastic addition to the allotment. Okay, the glass can be a little bit tricky at times, and it does need a lot of watering. But I'm hoping with this second greenhouse, which I'm hoping to get built pretty soon, over the winter months, what we're going to do is have one greenhouse for tomatoes and a second greenhouse for cucumbers. Both of these are something that I need to grow more of. And of course, in both of these greenhouses, we can add melons and chilies and other things as well that I need to grow more of. 
Now when the greenhouse is built, I'm hoping I'm gonna have space to fit in another bed as well. And I'm looking forward to doing this because I'm liking the fact of being able to grow more stuff. I haven't used particularly 128B to its fullest. It's been such a weedy allotment that tackling all the weeds on a regular basis has been pretty difficult. So I built the six beds and I built the edges, but this area where the greenhouses are going to be sitting and, and so on, that I haven't really used. I wanted it originally as a bit of a seating area, but I'm not really thinking about that anymore. I'm just gonna make it more for growing food. So greenhouse goes in, uh, hopefully another bed we can fit in. And then on the 128A, the top plot, where I've grown potatoes this year, I just dug the earth over. I didn't actually build any beds. That's something I do want to tackle this winter. I said about this last winter and I never got round to it. Because it's an allotment, the wood doesn't need to look so pretty like we would do at home. So what I found to be a good supplier for wood for use on the allotment is a reclaim yard. I went down there a couple of years ago and I brought some C16 wood, which is a good few inches thick and it is lasted. And I made beds out of that. And that's what I want to replicate with the three beds at the top. I've got to go to a reclaim yard, buy the wood, cut the wood down and screw it into place. Not particularly difficult if I can get hold of the wood. The trouble is wood at the moment is pretty expensive and I suspect that the, air, the, the reclaim yards are also going to cost quite a bit. Now anywhere that I don't have anything growing, so obviously some of my beds will have overwintering broad beans, peas, garlic etc etc but any beds are empty I'm having green manures. I've already started this with the field beans and the facilia those are probably going to be the two main green manures that I'm going to be adding on this plot and they're going to go in and basically they're going to look after the plot throughout the winter as well as have something growing etc etc which I really do quite like. Um, I'm a big fan of green manures there's no doubt you know. Now added to that, got an area of my plot in the corner. Again, this is on 128B, the bottom half of a plot that I call Scruffy Corner. Now this is where I originally set up my compost bins, which I made out of pallet woods. But over the years they have deteriorated and this area, I did build some new compost bins, only one of which has lasted. This area has become Scruffy and I do call it Scruffy Corner for that very reason. Now that is meant with affection because I quite, I think everybody has an allotment where it is a bit scruffy, but that corner is particularly scruffy. So what I want to do, going to really tidy up that area, cut down a lot of the wood to take home and, and burn on our fireplaces, and then I'm going to be building some new compost bins. Now I say building, I do have some Dalek compost bins that have landed on my plot for a few years. I've left them to one side, nobody has used them, so I might well just end up using those. In fact, I think I probably will. They are missing the lids and the sides, so I might have to come up with an option for that. But it seems a shame, nobody's claiming them. They've been there for a while, I might as well put them to use and make the best out of it. So yeah, that area is definitely, in fact, that's probably going to be the easiest area to sort out. Now I've started thinking about these compost bins that are on my plot. Now under my fruit trees and bushes, I'm having a big, big sort out. These areas are particularly weedy and are particularly difficult to try and maintain. And what I want to do is just really get that tidied up, get rid of a lot of the dead grass, the weeds, the brambles, 
and try and free up a bit more space. It's all got to be a little bit congested. Something that I might try is a green manure called clover underneath some of these, which I believe will help just suppress some of those weeds as well. But basically it's just going to be a big tidy up. Added to that, the cherry trees, because I only planted one cherry tree originally, but for some reason we've had lots of other cherry trees pop up from the seeds. I'm going to dig those up and pot them in pots so that we can either give them away to people who want a cherry tree for later use. The cherry trees have actually produced really well and they're really tasty so I don't really want to get rid of the cherry trees just for the sake of it but again that area is quite congested and I want to dig up these trees and pot them into good use. Again that'll be when they are more dormant and as I mentioned earlier the apple tree which is on its side that needs to be digging up and pot up quite up straight. So I think that is basically all the plans that I have throughout this winter months. The idea being that I'm thinking about this now so that I can get everything in place. I'm going to have to buy the wood, I'm going to have to get the greenhouse down, I'm going to have to get permission for the greenhouse. I'm going to have to get some stakes to hold these trees into place, I'm going to have to get pots for the trees. The list just goes on and on of things that I mentally need to prepare myself for in order to produce and get the tasks done that I want. Now, I will be talking about what I plan to do on the home plot over winter later on in this podcast. But first, let's find out what I've been doing with the gardening. It is Sunday, the 28th of August, 2022 today, and I'm in the garden at home currently. Now, my day started at half five this morning when Amanda and I, we got up early to go to sell some items at a local car boot. What does this have to do with gardening, I hear you say? Well, the thing is, I had decided it was time to get rid of some of my old gardening tools. I had a huge amount of spades and forks that really, the most I ever really need is two. And that's only if one breaks. I always like to have a backup. So I don't really need, I had seven forks and five spades. Don't really need them. Don't need them. So I thought we might as well try and sell them to some people who could really use them. So we took them to a car boot. We didn't want much money for them, but what we really wanted for them to go to was people who really did need them, which is why we decided not to take them to a charity shop. We wanted people to buy them for sort of 20p each because we wanted them to go to people who really need them. And that's what we did. Not just garden tools, also some of our old pots and pans and things like that. So. We feel all the happier that they have gone to a, a good home where people are really going to pot them into use and are, shall we say, financially struggling. They're the type of people we really wanted to find to pass these on to. And now I've still got quite a few garden tools left over, so it would have been nice to hand those to those who really are struggling for free if we could find them. But it's, it's difficult to tell who really needs them. Anyway, you get the idea. Now, while I was there, I did buy some plug plants, and these are pansies. They're going to grow in our garden over the winter. They wanted 10p a plug plant. We gave them a pound, and we ended up with quite a few more. So we're happy with that. What I had to do when I brought them home was just pop them up into bigger pots just to get them growing and established. And eventually, they will make their way out into our garden as our winter plant. 
Now you may be wondering why I'm growing pansies when this is all about edible gardening. Thing is, the flowers on pansies are actually edible and go well in salads, so we're going to be using them for that. So I I feel another edible crop is, and as well as it looks good, just adds up quite nicely. Now the other advantage with selling some items at a car boot is a lot of our plastic containers that we had stuff in have become free. And I use these again in our garden. I've got a huge collection of plant pots, flower pots, you know. <laughs> they seem to breed, I always say. We end up with so many and more as the years go on. So I've used those plastic containers and put all those plant pots into the plastic containers, trying to keep them a bit more organised, which is easier said than done. But that's something we, we wanted to do and try and tidy up our garden. Now after that I went into our vegetable patch area and I sowed some turnips and some coral rabi just directly into the ground in a row. Both of these should hopefully grow quite nicely in our garden. We are a big fan of coral rabi and turnips not so much but I feel we've got to give them another try and I had plenty of seed that just needed using up so again another food source that we can try and make the most of. Well, that is what I've been up to today. So quite a busy day all in all, quite a productive day. And more importantly, making more room in our house. So feel happy with that. But I'm also finding myself turning my attention to what we're going to be doing in the winter months here at the VegGrow Podcast Home Garden. And that, again, is what I'm going to be talking about now. So my home garden, we've got distinct areas now, what with the front garden, the windowsill garden, the main garden, vegetable patch, the balcony garden, the patio garden, and everything in between. So it's a bit difficult to try and keep this all together. I'm going to give it my best shot. So I think the best way, place to start would be the windowsill garden. Now the windowsill garden is really going to come into its own over the winter. Throughout the last few months it's been pretty difficult to try and keep the windowsill garden under control because it's been so hot uh, that things just tended to dry out quite quickly. But in the winter months it should be a bit easier and in fact it probably worked to our advantage. So in our windowsill garden a lot of herbs, a lot of salad leaves and a lot of microgreens are going to be growing there. In terms of actual infrastructure projects not much going on just there. Now our front garden, our driveway, where I've taken out some of the trees, unfortunately the ground was too hard to really dig them out. I'm going to try again over the winter and dig all those trees out. These are like privet bushes and odd trees that just are not edible. So I'm going to try and dig those out, and give us a bit more room, and where they have been growing I'm going to add more and more of our fruit bushes in pots. We're going to have to take some cuttings at some point of our current fruit bushes to try and expand the amount of stock and that'll probably be another winter job that we do. But, and I'm doing this, taking cuttings to grow on in our front garden and other areas because it's a free way or a cheap way to expand the amount of edible plants that we actually have. Now moving out into the back garden where we have the balcony garden. The balcony garden, I've got to say, I've really enjoyed growing in a small space this year. And I'm going to keep the balcony garden and the patio garden and the front garden growing next year. 
But the balcony garden has really came into its own. I've really enjoyed having the challenge of thinking about what to grow in a small space and what we we can do in that space. So as we go on into the winter, I'm going to try and continue growing crops as much as possible in there, try and make as much use of the space as we can. But there's going to be a few changes. First thing I'm going to have to do is give everything a good lick of paint just to brighten it up and make it last a little bit longer. But the main thing that I want to be doing in this area, currently in the balcony gun, I have two sets of shelves, which doesn't leave me very much room for manoeuvrability. In fact, I only have about a foot in between the two shelves to move around. I've got a size 12 shoe, so it doesn't give me much room at all. What I want to do, take the front shelf out. These were just some plastic shelves that I brought years ago and just kept hanging around. I'm going to take that front shelf out and build a wooden smaller shelf. Keeping the shelf system so I've got storage as well as areas to grow plants. But just make it a little bit narrower so I have a tiny bit more space. Really in that balcony gun, that's all I have in mind for that area. It should do quite well over the winter months. Moving into the patio garden. Now again, patio garden, lots of plants are growing in pots. I do want to buy some new pots over the winter months and repot a lot of these plants up. But I want the newer pots because some of my pots are just looking a bit tatty, broken and not really going to last much longer. So I want to get rid of those, pot them into some newer pots and smarten the entire area up. The entire patio garden in terms of infrastructure projects, not much going on except down at the very end we have this buddleia in the rockery garden. It was here when we bought the house. It's been a bit of a, a problem to try and get rid of. I've not really wanted to dig it out because it's in this rockery garden, but I think over this winter I'm going to have no choice. going to cut it right down and dig it out. I won't use a weed killer. I tried to keep in the leaves down. It just wasn't easy to do. I feel digging it out is going to be the only option, and it's going to get rid of that, which I feel much happier with. The veggie pod, of course, in the patio garden, it's going to be growing a lot of winter salads as always. We could also be doing some of our cuttings and leaf and seed sowing in there. So uh, that's definitely going to be used. Now we're into the main vegetable patch area. So as we enter the veg patch area from the patio garden, we have to one side, we've got the grape bush. Now I did have two grape bushes in there, one of them actually died, so the other one is probably going to, when it's dormant, going to need a bit of a tidy up, a tying in and a prune, so that it produces better grapes for next year. And I'm hoping it's going to grow bigger and take over this entire area. The ground is going to have a mulch of compost, and we'll probably again use that area for growing other plants in, like we've done this year with pak choy and lettuce, did really well for that. On the other side we have this messy taby bush. Now taby bushes I find can be quite messy at the best of times but it does produce some good tasty taberies and I want to, when it's all dormant, get in there, tidy that area up, prune back the taby bush and just tie that in to try and cover up a lot of the areas. Again this is going to be another screening of plant to just uh, improve the actual look of our garden. Now into the beds, where currently we have three beds, which they're fantastic. I made them out of C16 wood. They last, they've been really, really well, and they're 
where we've been growing most of our vegetables. But we have got an area where we had chickens last year where I moved to chickens and it exposed the area. It was also before that where I had one of my sheds. That area, a squash plant popped up in on its own and I've left that there to grow around this area and it's taken it up quite nicely and I, I really am quite happy with this. this. We believe it's a butternut squash but because it's taken up such a big area I haven't been able to do anything with it. But the idea is we're going to build another bed there Unfortunately, the price of wood at the moment is about £90, which is why I'm keeping an eye on the cost and seeing if it goes down in price and if I can wait for it to drop in price and then really start to buy it in and build it. Added to that, we're going to be building two more beds just south of the raspberry canes, closer to the house. These are going to be the same sort of 2.4 by 1.5 metre big gardens, big beds, uh, again, used for growing our vegetables in, our annuals. Nothing complicated, same sort of thing, C16 wood bolted together, if I can get the wood for cheap enough. Each of these beds is going to have its own water butt, and that is because we're going to be setting up a self-watering system. That's not going to be easy, and what I'm going to be doing is experimenting with that over the winter months to try and get it right, so that come the summer months, it is right and it looks after itself. Of course this will involve pumping water around because none of these water butts are going to be anywhere near a shed. So I'm going to have to pump water out from some of my other water butts into these gardens. Not a difficult thing to do but that's another thing to keep us occupied over these winter months. All these beds are going to need a fresh load of compost from the compost bins which isn't going to be a problem. I would like to really smarten up our compost bins. I've got those, well, I've got four plastic Dalek compost bins, which I don't like the look of, but they do the job quite nicely. I do have the sub pod, which is in the grapevine bed. I'm a big fan of a sub pod. Um, an underground composting system. It works fantastic. It's discreet. It doubles up as a seat. Absolutely fantastic thing. And I would look at getting more of the sub pods in when I can afford it. That might be another winter project, I'm not sure just yet. Added to that, the raspberries. I did mention the raspberries. They're going to need their winter pruning as always. The summer ones, we prune out the old, darker canes. The autumn ones, all the canes get pruned down to ground level. Rhubarb bed is just going to need a mulch. Nothing difficult about that. Greenhouse will need a good scrub down on the glass panels. It's not glass, it's plastic, but you know what I'm talking about. Just let in a bit more light. This should be a yearly job and that will tidy everything up like that. And then the chickens, not much going to happen with the chickens. We finally got those and they're quite happy. We're just going to improve the herb garden area. Now apart from that, in the sheds, sheds are going to need their annual tidy up and sort out where we get rid of stuff that we don't need, get rid of stuff that is old, including old seeds and so on and so on. Our collection of flower pots, I mentioned those earlier, we're going to have to go through those, get rid of any broken ones, clean those, the old ones up as well and get those ready for the growing season. So that sums up my winter projects in the home garden. Now please do let me know what winter projects you're going to be doing yourself. Now as I should say, the reason I'm thinking about this at this time of year, you know, end of August, beginning of September, 
I like to be a bit more prepared, like to plan ahead. So I'm already looking at the wood and seeing when we can get that in. I do believe gardening is all about thinking ahead. And those winter jobs, when it's a little bit quieter, a little bit easier to do, are well worth doing. Also added to that, a lot of the infrastructure jobs can be done in the winter months because everything is dormant and, and easier to get to. So again, this is why I'm thinking about all these things. Right, well that is the garden taken care of. Let's head back to the gardening. It is Bank Holiday Monday, the 29th of August 2022 today. Another day off work. And you join me back at home, and I'm actually in the greenhouse at the moment. Now this morning I did pop down to the allotment. Usually I go on the way home from work, but obviously no work today. So I went down in the morning just to do a bit of weeding and water and check on everything and make sure that everything is doing what I want it to do. Everything seems okay, so very happy. Harvested a few more items, tomatoes and apples and so on. So worth a visit down there. After that, I went for a walk in some woods with Roxy, my little puppy, and, and my wife, of course. And what I've noticed, the last few weeks, I've noticed there's been a lot of leaf fall from the trees. Now, I'm not surprised. It's been a very dry summer so a lot of these trees are shedding their leaves to try and save themselves and lose some of that energy they are starting to regrow but this has reminded me that i need to think about leaf mold collecting some of that leaf litter when we can putting it into a compost bin or something similar and letting it rot down so we can use it or even adding it as a mulch on top of our garlic is another thing that we can do and just a reminder if your leaves are starting to fall in your trees, start thinking about making leaf mould. Now I came home and I've been making tinned chopped tomatoes, except I don't tin it, I put it in the freezer. On my tinning, or canning as it's called, I'm not quite confident enough to feel that I can do it. It's something I want to learn, but I find freezing it works just as well. Now the correct way to make chopped tomatoes involves putting tomatoes into hot water, then taking them out and putting them in ice water to peel the skin off. Then you scoop out the seeds and the pulp and just add what's left to a, a pan to cook up. I don't do that. Don't do that at all. What I do is I take all my tomatoes, some of the larger tomatoes I will cut up, put them into a pan with just a splash of water in the bottom and then apply a gentle heat to get the tomatoes to soften and start to boil up and cook. And basically it then becomes just a giant load of tomato puree almost. This is what I would call and use as chopped tomatoes. Reason I don't like to do the traditional ways, I find that it waters down the flavour of the tomatoes. I don't care if there's seeds in my tomato sauce, I don't care if there's a bit of skin in my tomato sauce. It all tastes so much better and it, I feel it keeps that strong tomato flavour, so I'm quite happy with that. Now this is my recipe of the week and the instructions will be on the website on Wednesday as always. I know this is probably not the most exciting recipe. It's a very, very simple recipe, but it's also one that it's well worth doing. We go through a lot of chopped tomatoes, so if I can freeze as, or even can as much as I possibly can, I'm very happy with that. Now after that I came out to this greenhouse and I'm pricking out the cabbage seedlings. These were sown a couple of weeks ago. The variety is Durham Hurley. 
and they're going to be used as our spring cabbage so I'm pricking them out into individual pots and then we're going to let them grow on as always and then we're going to plant them out down on the allotment and at home in order to provide us with cabbages in the winter in the spring months well that brings us up to the end of our gardening week please do let me know what you've been up to in your own gardens and please do let me know what winter infrastructure projects you will be doing in your garden or your allotment over these winter months now to get in touch you can email me richard at you can visit the website and leave a comment on the bottom of a blog post or you can leave us a voicemail just go to the website at vegegrowerpodcast.co.uk click leave a voicemail it'll access your microphone speak into it and off you go if you have enjoyed this podcast then please do consider leaving us a review that goes a long way to having us be discovered but also if you really have enjoyed it then why not become a member of my supporters club my supporters club i charge just five pound a month and for that you get extra behind the scenes podcasts and you also get a collection of seeds sent to your house every month that can be sown in that very month goes down really well and I like to think that's my watering system just kicked in I like to think this will help you feed yourselves throughout the year now finally don't forget to join us on social media just search for the Veg Ground Podcast that is it for this week again thank you so much for joining me we'll be back again next time so until then please take care